Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. Got a special, special treat for you today. Brother Scott Hornsby, one of our overseers, is going to be ministering the Word of God today. Every time he ministers, it's special, beautiful things happen. I want you to fasten your seatbelt and receive everything that he has for this community today. Well, good morning, Revolution Church. I am so glad to be with you guys. You know, I might not be there physically with you, but I am there in the spirit. But I do have a great word for you today. Before I do that, uh, I just want to say something about you pastors of this church. Pastor Dino and Jeannie, what tremendous people they are. You know, when we first met Pastor Dino and I in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, there was an immediate bond between us. And uh, I think it was the Holy Ghost, no doubt about it, that pulled us together and we began to work together and became friends, and now I just admire what they are doing. And always you got the first lady of the church that you need to love and appreciate what she does also. So we're glad to be here in Michigan, somewhere in Michigan, I think. Amen? I'm going to share with you something that's really important to me. It's been something that's been proven through time, and uh, it showed me things as I walked through 40 years of Christianity, 33 years as a senior pastor, showed me things that would progress my life onward. And um, let me ask you a question. How many of you right now, you are believing God for something? You need God to move on your behalf. You need, you need a miracle from God. You need that touch of God, the, uns, the master's touch, I could say it like that. Well, I think we're all in that position. We're all believing God for something, and uh, we are just trusting God that God is going to do something. So let's pray as God prepares our heart to receive this word so that we can all benefit from the word of God. Father, today, we're so thankful to be in service with you. We love you, God, with all of our hearts. Thank you for this church, the leadership, all the members of our church here and I ask you to bless them and bless the word and help me, Holy Ghost, as we go forward with this message in Jesus' name. Amen. Believing God for something. You know, there is a spiritual and physical laws. There are spiritual and physical laws. And the law is, and Paul kind of describes it uh, in a former's turn. He calls it the law of sowing and reaping. If you plant a garden or anything like that, you know something about seeds and how they germinate and you plant them and you water them and fertilize them and pray over them and tell, tell your plants how beautiful they look. I guess you do anyway. Uh, but he is going to illustrate for us how to walk in the spirit to live the spirit-filled life. Really, if we could say it like this, they, these are the dynamic principles of faith. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 9, it says this, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the flat spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. 
Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the, watch this, proper time, we will reap, we're going to get something, a harvest, not just something, something running over, if we do not give up. The King James says it like this, if we faint not, if we lose our strength. Your life, if you think about your life, it's, it, your life has been made because of the sowing and the reaping that you've re received from God and the things you've done in life. Let me put it another way. You and I are reaping as a result of the positive and negative things we've done. Things that we've said. Things that we've laid out as a format for our lives. Uh, the law of soaping and reaping affects every area of our life. It affects our health, our relationships, our financial needs, our future, our relationship with God. And here's the deal. We have control over the sowing. So if we want something to change in our life, God's already given us the power to sow something, to believe God for something, have a principle to stand on that we can receive it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's an awesome thing to receive something from the, from the Lord. Because you know what? You hold the seed. I hold the seed of my life. We are in control. Now, I know that sometimes the enemy just will attack us, and then we use the principle of spiritual warfare. Uh, you did not do anything to receive necessarily what's happening to you right now, but Paul teaches us in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 through 5, he says, Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God in pulling down a stronghold, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the nature of God, bringing into captivity every thought of the enemy. So what, what we have to understand what we receive from God are good seeds, and these seeds produce good things. But when we're in a spiritual warfare, we've got to take it to a whole other level. We've got to know how to bind the devil and see God do great things in our lives. Uh, there are times we don't have control over life circumstances. I, I can tell you, uh, a week and a half, two weeks ago, uh, I was coming home from Baton Rouge to our home in, in the country, and... Uh, I, I just, for some reason, I don't know even what happened. I went off the road and wrecked my, my car. And I said, well, that had to be the devil because I wouldn't plan on wrecking the day, you know. But sometimes over life circumstances, we don't have, really have control. That's why we put seeds, God puts seeds in our hand. He gives the seed to the sower. Listen to this. There is potential in the seed. He says, that it will give you, not just give you the, the result of the seed, but he'll give you a harvest. Other words, shaking down, running together, and running over will be your life. Verse 9 says, it's a key verse. He says, and let us not uh, be weary in well-doing, for in, watch this, due season we shall reap if we faint not. In the Amplifies, it reads this way, And let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right. For in due time, at the appointed season, we shall reap if we do not loosen and relax our courage and our faith. Come on, somebody. He says, I don't know what's going on, but I want you to just be encouraged today to have great faith and strong faith. 
Well, a principle I live my life by is kind of like this. You think big, God's a big God. You ask big, you can't intimidate him because he can do anything. Then the faith principle, you reap. You think big, you ask big, and then you sow big. And I think that it's important that to know that in due season, it is going to come. Have you ever noticed life is kind of like uh, the natural seasons that we live every year? We have the spring times, and it's a time for preparation. The summer is a time for growth. That's when the roots take real deep root into the soil. We have the fall, and that's the time of celebration. That's when we harvest that which was sowed. And in the wintertime, the Bible says we rest. We just take a break. Some of us are working too hard right now. But there's a time for, the, for, for rest that we can be rejuvenated again to do what God has called us to. I planted, Paul said, Apollos water, but watch this, but God gave the increase. There are times set by God just like the natural seasons in our life. Uh, if you think about uh, the baseball season, a baseball diamond, you got home plate, first base, second base, third base, and back to home. And you live portions of your life, first sex, like one years old, to maybe like uh, teenager years or early 20s. That's from home plate to first base. First base to second base puts you in your 40s. 40 to uh, third base puts you in your 50s. And then you make that turn for home, brother. You're on your way to heaven, and the journey's getting sweeter every day. But you make that turn for home. Those are seasons. And these seasons are appointed by God. And so we mustn't be sure we maximize the season that we're living in. Each season, we need to have faith to produce victory, produce productivity. In Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it talks about 28 different seasons that we're going to go through. Matter of fact, back in the 60s, there was a famous song written about uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. But it gives us the example there in the Old Testament that there are seasons that we're going, a time to love, a time to hate, a time to give, a time to receive. All those kinds of things are in those seasons, and we do ourselves experience those seasons. But it's those seasons, do seasons that we plant our seeds, and then the seeds that we receive from God, the harvest. Today, I just want to finish and speak to you about one subject, and it's the most important thing that all that I've said so far, it's the most important thing to set these seasons in order. And that so that you can have a harvest from God. It's called the timing of God. To live a life of faith, faith and victory, many people get so frustrated because they hadn't received what they've been believing for. But when you walk in God's timing and you know God's timing, then you know it's going to come. You didn't pray an empty prayer. It was full of faith, and God knows when to give it to you. Can I get an amen out there, somebody? There are many principles of faith, and these things that we use every day. I use these principles in my life. Number one, you're standing on the Word of God. You find a word that fits the position in a particular situation that you're in, and you use that word of God, and you stand on it, and you will not be moved. But the Bible says, are you one of those guys that says, I don't care what they say, but i tell you what the Bible says. That's, we are, that's how we should be acting, what the Bible says. That's a principle of a faith. A one, another one is, if two shall agree on earth as touching anything, 
It should be done by our Father which is in heaven. Find somebody that has faith that can believe with you so that you can receive your miracle. Another principle of faith, prayer and fasting, God's dynamic duo, Matthew 17, 21. When you begin to pray and then you add fasting to it, I'll tell you your prayers will become much more powerful. Remember, they couldn't cast the demon out, the disciples, but when Jesus told them how to do it, he said, through prayer and fasting. So when you're believing God for something big in your life, you can push away from that table and you start believing God and you fast and you pray. Uh, Praying in the Spirit is another principle of faith. In Jude 20, we pray in the Holy Spirit. That's praying in tongues. It's a language given to you by God into your heart that you can speak mysteries unto God that no one understands. The devil doesn't know what you're saying. But the whole time that you're praying, praying in the Spirit, you are speaking mysteries, faith, principles to God, and God here hears, and He alone. Oh, and of course, we talked about sowing and reaping. You can sow toward something in your life and reap something toward uh, it, that same thing in your life. Tithes and offering, that's the, the way to have financial increase and have the blessing and favor of God over your life. And then the laying on of hands and the anointing with oil, all these principles of God, powerful principles of faith, and they work. All of these principles hang, though, on hinge on one thing, God's timing. Sometimes we give up too soon. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. Watch this. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer in large, clear letters on a tablet so that a runner can read it and tell everyone else. But these things I plan, now hold on, watch it, won't happen right away. Slowly, steadily, surely the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. I like that, will be fulfilled. If it seems slow, wait patiently, for it shall surely take place. It will not be delayed. The power of God's miracles evolves around God's timing in your life. Really, it's kind of like the springboard of faith to answer prayer. You know, when I was young, I used to watch my daddy shave, and he had those, uh, those they're old now, but they were Gillette safety razors. He'd put that blade in there, and he'd put that foam all over his face, and I'd just stand by the lavatory and watch him shave. And boy, he'd be <laughs> shaving those whiskers off. Oh, I wanted to shave so bad. And one time I took his razor and I got his foam and I powdered it all over my face. One thing I didn't know about that razor, safety razor, it will cut you. And so I had to learn to shave without it. But then I came to an age where I got whiskers. And guess what? That's the thing I don't like to do now. But I can remember just as a kid watching my daddy shave. Uh, my wife, uh, we got married. I gave her a beautiful diamond engagement ring. And when my little daughter, Mary Jane, was about three, maybe, she found that ring on my wife's uh, chester drawers and took it all, threw it in the commode, and flushed the toilet. Oh, we were so upset because it was really a unique uh, uh, ring. So I just told my wife, I said, just stick with me. You'll be wearing diamonds. Well, after 40 years, I've been married 54 years, but after 40 years of marriage, she says, where are my diamonds? 
And I said, don't rush me. They're coming. Well, they came because she went out and bought her own diamonds. Anyway, uh, yeah, and yeah, that's what she did, ladies. That's okay. If you want one, that's fine with me. I don't care. Hallelujah. Uh, in John chapter 5, it tells a story of God's timing. There was a man by a pool of Bethesda having five porches, and the five porches rep represents man's humanity to man to get the people out of the sun and the bright heat of, of, of the day. And this man had been sitting, sitting by that fountain for 38 years. He was crippled. But this is what would happen. Uh, at a certain season or time, an angel would come into the pool and trouble the waters, stir the waters, and who else, whosoever then first uh, entered in the troubling of the water, stepped in and was made whole of whatever disease they had. Can you imagine the people that around that, that, that pool of Bethesda waiting for someone uh, all kinds of sick people were there. The Bible describes they were halt, withered, uh, uh, blind folk, uh, all kinds of problems. Uh, crippled people, of course. And uh, first one in, they got healed. Can you imagine the people sitting around that pool waiting, expecting an angel from the Lord to come and stir that water and move into that water and they would see instant healing? Well, after a certain time, this man, 38 years of the same infirmity, watch this. When Jesus saw him, when Jesus saw him, talking about timing, Jesus saw him lie and, and knew that he had been now a long time in the cave. He said unto him, will thou be made whole? Now, that's a question, right? He's been waiting 38 years. But he's asking, what are you believing for? And, and watch how the crippled man answered in him and said, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. He's saying it kind of like this. I've been sitting here all these years, crippled, and these teenagers come and they jump in and all they have is a pimple. But they get healed first. But God knows when we're ready to receive it. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. He rose up, picked up his bed, and walked. You know why? It was his time. Nobody's going to steal your time. Nobody's going to take your place. Nobody's going to move ahead of you. When it is time to you, for you to receive from the Lord, he's going to show up for you. You know, when I heard the voice of the Lord speak to me uh, at a particular location that we had in Louisiana, uh, he said for us to move to Zachary, which is a really great city and a real growing uh, city at, at the time and still is, matter of fact. Uh, I got this word from God. I had a meeting with the men in our church, and we were going to plant this other church 16 years later. 16 years later, the vision came to pass. In that 16 years were 10 years of the hardest times of my ministry and my life. But I just hung on. I didn't give up, didn't quit. I'm not saying that I am super special enough, but I tell you what, I was like a pit bull on a, on a mailman. I would not turn loose. And I'm going to tell you, 16 years later, God gave us the perfect property the perfect building. We started the church. 
We didn't have a congregation. We started this location I'm in right now. We started this church, and 700 people showed up that day. Oh, I tell you, when you learn the principle, you are hitting in the sweet spot of God. Like a golfer, he has to hit that golf ball in the sweet spot. Same with a baseball player. We were in the sweet spot of God. I know there's some ladies out there, you might be pregnant right now, waiting to have that baby. I'll tell you, God says uh, it's going to take nine months most of the time. So you might as well wait. You can't force it. You got to let that child develop. We got to allow our faith to develop like that baby in the mother's womb. We got to allow it to come to age and mature and ready to be birthed. And our church, when it was time for me to hand the baton over to another person to take the ministry, it was a known fact by the Holy Ghost that my son, Star, should take the church. And so I had to wait until everything was right. He, he was ready. I was ready. The church was ready. The people were ready. And when it was perfect, God's perfect timing that my son took over with an anointing. I'll never forget praying on this stage for him and his wife, Christy. How this anointing came upon their life to pastor a church and be the man and woman of God that God's called them to be. Timing. It was all about timing. If you were gone too soon, we'd have failed. If we were too late, we'd have missed it. But it was God's timing. Luke 24, 49 says, And I myself will send upon you what my Father has promised. But you must wait, listen, in the city until the, until the power from above comes down upon you. He's talking about the Holy Ghost. He said, but you got to wait for it until it comes upon you. Hey, can I just stay, kind of stop the message right now? I just really feel the Spirit of God moving in this service right now. I, and I know, I know that God's speaking to a lot of you in this building. I just want to encourage you today. Hear the voice of God today. Then start believing. Amen? Well, he says, I have a promise I want to connect you with. I want to give you something so powerful that you will be able to do great things in my name and overcome your life in Jesus' name. I want to give you four results of God's timing. When you get a word from God or you get a, a vision or you're trying to see something come to pass, I, I'm, the first thing that I would say, don't hurry in this thing, wait. We don't like waiting. There's not a person in this room like, like waiting. When you're at a stoplight, you want it green. You don't want it black. Uh, when you're in line, you want to be at the front of the line. No matter what it may be, we don't like waiting. And I don't like it either. But uh, if we learn to wait, and there is a power and faith associated with waiting, we're going to receive the abundance. Here's uh, just four things I jotted down. I'm going to give them to you like I got them from God uh, on the results of God's timing. Number one, I'm getting stronger. But they that wait upon the Lord, listen to this, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let me tell you something. My faith is increasing. You see all, listen, you see all these muscles on my body. Put your glasses on. Come on, focus on me. It took time to get all these muscles. Hey, I am speaking that in faith right now anyway. 
He says, we will mount up with wings as eagles. Listen, eagles live a long time, a long, strong life. They retain their vigor to a great age. And this is how and why it happens. He molts his old feathers. It would be like you get a brand new coat every year, and he gets new feathers to take his place, as he had when he was a young. My hair looks like it might be thinning out, but I'm just molting right now because there's a new anointing coming on, and it's going to give me strength and power. Give me an amen, somebody. In Joshua, it tells a story in chapter 14 that he was passing away. He was dying, and he knew it, and he was giving them his last kind of will and testament. He said in verse 10, now as you can see, the Lord has kept me alive and well as he promised for all these 45 years. Now we got a man that's stepping up and is going to take Joshua's place and his name uh, is Caleb. He said, I've been a, since kept me alive and well and, and, and his promise for 45 years since Moses made the promise to him. Even while Israel wandered in the wilderness, today, come on, I am 85 years old. I am as strong now as I was when Moses sent me out on the journey, and I can still travel. I can still float like a butterfly and sting like a bee <laughs> or fight. Sounds good. So I'm asking you to give me the hill country. Give me this mountain that the Lord promised. I'm telling you what, when you are waiting on your promise on your mountain, you have something to live for. You have something that's going to bring hope into your life. It's nothing wrong when we are waiting on the things of God. You will stay strong. You will get stronger. Come on, look at somebody and say, I'm getting stronger. And look at someone else saying, and better looking. All right, number two, the results of God's timing. We're gaining wisdom. Gray hair is a crown of glory. It is gained by living a godly life. There are certain things that can only be taught by and through time. God gave me this little revelation. Books prepare us. Lectures, lecturers inspire us. But experience trains us. It's not until you get into the ring, into the game, into the fight, into the marriage, and all those things that you begin to learn and receive wisdom. You, every day that you are alive and you're taking advantage of what God has for us in the Bible, you are, you're gaining wisdom. Wisdom always builds confidence. When you've got wisdom over something, in other words, you know how it's going to work and how it does work, let me tell you something. You get confident about your life. Every proverb teaches us the power of wisdom. In America, they shun the elderly, but all the other parts of the world, they honor the elderly. And so as the older you get, the more we should sit at the feet of those that have gone through many things and teach us many things. That crown of glory, the Bible says that they have. Uh, wisdom teaches us how to talk, how to act, and how to speak. The results of God's timing, number four, produces endurance. That is the word patience. Wow. That word sometimes can get to you. Dear brothers and sisters, 
Whenever trouble comes your way, lift it up, let, let it be rather an opportunity for joy. For when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be strong in character and ready, watch this, for anything. Come on. Wait on the Lord. He's going to build endurance. The people that have endurance outlast everybody else. And it me. You might see them running the mile. And the guy that's leading the pack at the very beginning of the mile run is leading the race, but he doesn't come in first. He's somewhere down the line. But it's the guy in the race that has what they call, a sprinter calls, a kick. There's something that comes up on the inside of him, and he has more power and more speed than he had from the beginning. We need to have that kick in our life, that, that strength in our life to be able to endure all things. James says, when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be strong in character, ready for anything. Come on. I figured about ministry. I was figuring this out. How do you be successful in ministry? You know what you do? I just, I personally just outlasted everybody else. So many came, many left, many quit, but I didn't. I just st stayed in there, kept preaching the Bible, and I found out something. I, it gave me the power to outlast. What an what a awesome responsibility God gives us to be the character and carrier of the word. Number four, the results of God's timing. Walking in God's perfect will. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let us, let God transform you into a new person by the changing the way you think. When you, then you will know what God wants you to do, and you will know how good and pleasing and perfect his, his will really is. You know what? It's good to know that you're maximizing, maximizing your life. It's good to know about your purpose, that you're fulfilling your purpose, so you can fulfill your destiny. You don't want to go and leave this earth and not have fulfilled your destiny. Every person in the Bible had to live out God's timing. They had to wait upon the Lord. Why should we, why should we be doing, what should we, excuse me, so what shall we be doing while we are waiting? You know what? So don't get tired in doing what is good. We need to help people. Right now in the front of our church, we have a big old 18-wheeler van loaded with food, taking, taking them down to Sulphur, Louisiana, where they just had a hurricane. That's doing something good. Don't get discouraged and give up, for we will reap a harvest of blessing at the appropriate time. Whenever you have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to our Christians and brothers and sisters, those involved in the church. You know what? We are living in some strange times right now. We are in a strange season, not only just in America, the greatest country in the world, but every country throughout the world, there are things going on, unprecedented things, scriptures being fulfilled, prophecy is coming to pass, Jesus is on his way back. I think we ought to take advantage of the season that we're in now, don't live in fear, 
Don't live in, oh, what's going to happen to me? I mean to have faith and believe God for, for the unbelievable. And he's going to meet you at the place of your need. If you get the principle of timing in your life, you're not going to lose your faith. You won't become frustrated. You'll become stronger and you'll be able to do great things for God. Because the Bible says that all things, not something, but all things work together for good for those that love God, called according to his purpose. Habakkuk said, for the vision is yet for appointed time. Your, your prayer to be answered is for appointed time. But at the end, it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. You've got to wait. Listen, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. If I'd have rushed in some of the things that I was driving God crazy over, Lord, you're just not doing it. You don't hear my prayer. If I'd have done it before he had his perfect will involved in it, I'm going to tell you, I would have failed. But I just learned through seasons that you just have to wait upon the Lord. And when it's your turn, I'm telling you what, God's going to move. God will answer the prayer just in time. Timing is everything. The greatest success is timing. The greatest failure is missing your moment. When it's time, though, when you know it's time, the Bible says in Proverbs 10:5, as a wise youth makes hay while the sun shines, but what a shame to see a lad who sleeps away his hour or opportunity. When it's your turn to walk through the door, to seize what God has given you, then walk through the door. And you will find all down the aisles of God, the promises of God, the blessings of God will run you down. They will follow you through the calling that God has in your life. Can I get an amen, Revolution Church? I want to pray for you today. And I'm asking God, and I've been thinking about you a lot lately. I have that picture of you guys. We did that training session at the pastor's house. And I just want to let you know that uh, God has called y'all in this church for such a time as this. Man, you are getting the blessings that you can't even imagine. God is working in you. He's, he's retooling you. He's fixing you. He's making you strong. I'm going to pray that supernatural faith and strength come upon y'all's lives right now. And you will learn to wait upon the Lord. Let's pray together. Father, I pray over this church and the pastor and leadership of the church, that God, you give them such strength to believe, such strength to have faith, God. God, to believe for their miracle, never to give up. You guide them in your principles by the word, God. Let them read the Bible and let the Bible show them the way that they may go. I ask a special blessing over their health. We rebuke disease and infirmity. God, I ask you to bless them, Father, financially. Bless their children, God. Bless their marriages. God, bless their everything they're involved in. Give them joy that's unspeakable and full of glory and peace that passes all understanding. In the name of Jesus. Come on, and everybody said amen. Hey, see you guys soon again. Love you very much. Pastor Dino, you got it, brother. You know, I love Brother Hornsby. He has such an amazing way about him. He's been doing ministry a long time, and that's one of the reasons why we love having him as our overseer. He's such a blessing, and I know that uh, uh, we are so honored to have him, and I, and I hope you got a lot out of that message. And, and before we go today, I just want you to know probably one of the most important things we could do is if you're watching today, 
and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, you've never invited Jesus into your life, I wanna take a moment here for a second before we leave to give you an opportunity. You say, Pastor Dino, I wanna know Jesus. Not, I, I don't know Jesus the way uh, Scott was talking about. I don't know Jesus the way you have been you know, talking about. Well, today you can. Today you can invite him into your life and it's so simple. It's so simple. It's, it, you just pray a simple prayer that you can repeat after me and Jesus is gonna come into your life and he's gonna make all things new, just like the Bible says. Okay, so right where you're at, just bow your head and pray this out loud with say, so Lord Jesus, come into my life. I receive you as my personal savior right now. I believe that you came to this earth and you died for my sin and that God raised you up from the dead to pay for my sin. I take you as my personal savior and friend now in your name. That's it. It's that simple. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you. And if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.